Evening, everyone. Welcome to Caffeinated Humor. You know, I realized that at the time of this recording, it's actually the end of summer. Well, not even this end of summer. It's the beginning of the holiday season. So it's not necessarily spring in the air. But when does romance ever pay attention to the calendar? They always say spring is in the air. Love is in season. Eh, that's for animals. That's when you can't even go near a forest because all the animals are having a full-scale porn film. But for people, eh, romance happens whenever. It could be something as like a somebody finally connecting with somebody they knew way back in grade school and finally tracking them down to take them out because they never forgot them. I actually know a couple this happened to. This woman has raised her kids, buried a husband. She's retired. And a man that loved her in grade school tracked her down and married her. And oddly enough, turned a whole bunch of shit in her life around to the good. Good for her. Love wins every now and then, except for when love loses. And there's nothing worse than love gone wrong. Watch a few episodes of Jerry Springer, Steve Wilkos, Dr. Phil, uh, Maury Povich. Oh, Maury Povich is the worst. I mean, you see all these folks in very toxic relationships that are trying to hang on because, and they all bring this up, we got history. You don't have history. You've just known each other for a few years. Sleeping with someone for a few years does not necessarily make you an, you know, an unbreakable bond. Having a kid with someone, but you're not getting married because you don't want that kind of commitment. Yet you'll bring life into this life. Interesting. But it's, it's kind of weird. I've actually talked to folks that have gotten tattoos of people on their arm. But they won't marry them because that's just so permanent. What, are you going to take a, a cheese grater to your arm if you two happen to break up? I mean, the tattoo's not permanent. I try not to get involved in affairs of the heart. Ask any good cop. If you ever want to get, a, get attacked by both sides, go to a domestic dispute. Because the woman that called the cops is also the first one to jump on the cops back when they try to arrest that rotten bastard that beat the shit out of her. Or he'll jump on the cops back when they try to arrest that rotten bitch he married that beat the shit out of him. It's not as often that that happens, though. It's kind of like you watch a few episodes of Steve Wilkos and you see the uh, how many people they trot in to take the lie detector test for possible molestation. With one exception out of several hundred episodes, it's always the guy about 75% of the time. If there's, a, if there's a suspicion that he did it, odds are he did it. On rare occasions, he hasn't, which is nice to see. But it's almost, I mean, it's, it's safe Vegas betting money that it's rarely the woman. That's why anytime they trot out the, you got the girl, you got the guy, everybody's saying they both did it. Eh, odds are he did it. And she didn't know about it. About 10% of the time she knew about it, or suspected it at least. But anyway, we got on a sidetrack here. When romance goes good, it goes great. When it goes bad, it's a horror film. Now, add to that the chemical imbalances that people like to routinely do to themselves, and you have a recipe for disaster. 
toxic relationship, toxic chemicals in that mind that's in that toxic relationship. And this is where you end up with people getting shot and or stabbed. But that's their relationship. And it's like, if you want to stab your loved one, you know, your body, your choice. Why can't you? You know, if you've put a ring on somebody's finger and they've put a ring on your finger, you're kind of bonded together. So it's kind of like self-abuse. And self-abuse is not illegal no matter what the Catholic Church tries to tell you. But that little witticism aside, nobody should beat on anybody else, but it doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Nobody should. But it happens on a daily basis, nightly basis, usually at night. Why? Because the people who say they never did it, eh, they're doing it. They just do it behind closed doors. Why? They'll give you all, once it, the truth is out, they'll try to come up with all these reasons why they're doing it. Well, you came at me. You were yelling. You pushed my buttons. And they always say it with a really low class accent. So it doesn't help. But it's like, if you try to justify why you did it, eh, you knew it was wrong because you did it behind closed doors. Otherwise you would have done it on, you know, the corner of fifth and main. But since you're hiding it from everybody, you know it's wrong. Too bad we couldn't figure that one out before you even got in that relationship. So, with all those horrible daytime shows, and all those toxic relationships, and all those rotten jokes I just made, and if it offended people, I'm sorry, I should have said trigger warning, but I didn't. All that wrapped together is what leads us to today's episode, Run and Hide Brothers, on today's Caffeinated Humor. An enraged woman is a lot like that first deuce after a Thai dinner. It's angry, it's ferocious, it's unforgiving. And I am not a huge fan of Thai food. Now, did you know that the Thai word for hot is the same one for sweet? No shit. I didn't know that when I first tried it either. Now, why bring any of this up? Because a woman is screaming at a man on the street it's kind of an event of note. You do pay attention to it. I'm spending a lot of time in Hollywood for a writing thing that I'm kind of learning and doing. And there's an abnormal amount of weird in Hollywood. Now enter a woman that, well, we'll call her BB, And I'll explain why. I'm not sure what else to call her. But her description would probably help explain why BB really fits, despite the fact that she said it, but... We're talking hot pink stretchy pants, tight blue tube tops straight out of the 80s, and platform sandals. Interesting. Tight cornrows with red and white ribbons in them. Now, her ancestors were no doubt proud Dominican fishermen. Now, their newest descendant has been hitting her drug of choice a little bit much lately from the looks of it. It makes her very unreasonable, angry, and enraged. Angry and enraged at who? Brian. How do I know the name of the poor, miserable bastard that B.B. is screaming at it on Hollywood Boulevard at midnight? Because B.B. is screaming his name as she follows him down the street. Odd thing is, no matter what vile thing B.B. screams at him, Brian does not react. He just keeps walking down the street, with the enraged and shrieking B.B. following him like a homicidal puppy nipping at his heels. And while I have no clue what crime Brian could have possibly committed, Bibi is not letting him off the hook anytime soon. 
Here's an awesome sampling of Bibi's accusations. You a faggot, Brian. Don't Ask, Don't Tell has not made its way to Hollywood, which the irony of that is stunning. Fuck your mama. At this, Brian's fists were balled up and it was the closest I saw to him turning around. I've been fucking Timry. That is what the name sounded like, but she was shrinking in at the time. Oddly, this did not seem to bother Brian, and quite honestly, I can't blame him. Probably his best day of his life would be if she left him for Timry, and she could go scream at him on Hollywood Boulevard at midnight. It's not even your car, motherfucker. Okay, not a seriously epic line, except for the fact that she stomped both feet on the ground for each syllable, hopping after him like a crazed bunny. And the number one best line of the whole thing. My name isn't even BB, shithead. It really brought the whole incoherent insanity of it to a head, like a ripe zit, just ready to explode. Now at this point, I turned, I headed back to my destination. I had been following BB and Brian for about three blocks, completely out of my way, but you never pass up a free performance. Not in this town. And I now have time for coffee before my class. (laughs) 